Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Bashamania. I'm your host, Justin Bash, and this is episode 67. You know, I've recently been meditating on Galatians 6.2, which says you should carry each other's burdens. And a burden of many so rampant right now is the flames of racism and hate raging. And there's just no place for that in our society. I've been wanting to have Victoria Anthony back on the podcast to talk about her new business she launched. And with how vocal she's been on social media recently about racism, while engaging in positive, productive dialogue, I wanted to have her on to not only talk about that business, but to give her another outlet and another platform for her voice, while also contributing some thoughts of my own as well. If you didn't listen the first time around when Victoria came Came on, give that episode a listen and hear more of her story. There's tons of great knowledge, tons of great insights, laughs, you name it in that episode. Also, real quick before we dive into this episode, guys, this issue happened again where the audio recording picked up my MacBook mic instead of my studio mic, so the sound quality isn't what it normally is. I am so sorry about that, but please still listen to this episode in full. There is so much you can take away from this episode. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Victoria Anthony is back on the podcast. How are you? Ooh, I'm great. It's a lovely <laughs> Sunday in Calgary. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I was writing something out like this country, then I'm like, wait a minute, actually, this podcast is kind of multi-country. Like, you're in Canada, I'm in America yeah, yeah. right now. So yesterday, we had a conversation offline about a few things, and we both kept saying, like, let's get this on the podcast. So here we are. We're going to talk about everything that's kind of unfolding over the last couple of weeks as far as where it's gotten without talking about all the details. But I guess we'll start off with me saying there's no place for hate, racism, police brutality, bullying, any of that. And for me being a Christian, I understand and believe what the Bible says that you, me, every listener, we're made perfect in God's image. And we need to 100% view others as equal. And that's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. And I'll say the other side of it is important, too, that if you're a victim of any of this, of the racism, of police brutality, of racial profile, your worth isn't tied up in what anybody thinks of you. And my first question to you is to like dive right in. What do you think people can do, in your opinion, to help close this racial divide and to help the black community and help us to extinguish the flames of racism. Because as we were talking yesterday about like what even Logan Paul said, it's not enough to not be racist. You must be anti-racist. But for someone like me, I've never experienced the racism. So that's where I turn to someone like you and say, okay, in your opinion, what can we do? For sure. And I'll just start by saying, I, I realized early on, I'm in an interesting position in all of this. And I think I have an interesting perspective and an important voice because obviously I'm a black woman 
a black American woman, but I also in some ways feel maybe closer to like white people or non-black people in that I haven't experienced a lot of racism in my life personally just because of the way that my life developed. First of all, my my parents both were living in LA. Um, My older sister, they had my older sister there and then I was born in the LA area. And they're like, we are getting out of here because it's a mess. And they're because of the racism and because of everything um, that continues today. I mean, I was born in 1991, so they li- literally got us out of there, um, you know, and and everything continues. But they did that so I could be protected, I think, from a lot of um, yeah. a lot of the racism that black people do experience. And then on top of that, I think I just, you know, was good at wrestling from a, and judo from a young age, was focused on my sport. And then people was, um, I don't know, that's just more of the, what came to me. Like it wasn't yeah. a lot about my skin color was more about my performance in athletics and then traveling to over 50 countries. So I'm just saying I um, I haven't experienced it a lot, but I but I know that I'm not far away from it and I know that yep. no one else yep. is far away from it either. Um, racism is, as I'm learning, it's intertwined into a lot of our systems just from the root of things and um, and and it's just it's just every day with even though we may not see it. So to answer the question, um, I think the first thing that people can do is educate themselves on the history of the country, on the systems that are all in question right now, like the system of policing, um, the system of mass incarceration that no other nation has. Nobody does to their population what the United States does to people of just throwing them in jail for petty crimes, for like minor offenses. And then people, it's just crazy. Once they enter this, and let me re- restate. I didn't know any of this till like last week. Till all these I've watched it. I've watched it all unfold on your Instagram, which is why it's one of the reasons I wanted you specifically to come on because you're you're not only graceful in your responses, but you're learning. I see you actively saying like I started this podcast off with Galatians six two, which is carry the the burdens of your neighbor, and I see you doing that. You like you said, you haven't experienced as much as others. But you see the burden of those in your community who are hurting deeply. And you're saying, let me pause on my business even and, and dive into this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so for me, the first step has been education, which allows me to then understand deeper. Um, like, of course, I, I have a deep sense of empathy for um, my, my race, my culture, everyone in yeah. it. And just because I have it doesn't mean I don't have cousins aunts and uncles, plenty of people that have been denied jobs, been denied all these, you know, all these other issues, just like me personally, have exp- have been on the luckier side, I suppose, of racism. But um, education has been my starting point. And once I started to dig into that, a lot more empathy comes and a lot more understanding comes. So I think um, to start to close the divide, that's a, a really important starting point. And yeah. approaching yeah. that education with a mindset truly to learn, not like, this is how I feel, but I'll read this and then find a way to confirm what I already think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's been my approach because I realized I just don't know what I don't know. I did not know that policing in the United States started as slave patrols. I didn't know, and for anyone that doesn't, like, doesn't know what a slave patrol is, um, it was a group of armed white men that were assigned the function. Actually, it was all it was all white men, which is kind of the crazy thing. Everyone, um, it wasn't like a... It, it wasn't a position you could hold. It was like every single person in the country had this authority over black slaves that they could return their that slave, which is property, to the, that owner. So I'm just mentioning all this because I didn't know. Um, but but it's important to start to understand 
the fundamental um, the fundamentals of some of our institutions to then be like, oh, that's that's maybe reflects what we're experiencing today. Oh, maybe there's something here. Um, and that's a really important starting piece, I think. Education. Yeah. And I know one of the things that I think we definitely both agreed on yesterday was love and compassion. Right. And making mm -hmm. sure that when somebody does want to know something that you're speaking in love, both in a response and if you're asking or if you're trying to learn like you can't be ignorant you can't be you can't be empathetic and trying to ask questions but be harsh about it and say well what do you mean like i, I have no clue about the history of police i can't come at you and, and yeah. start saying well you're wrong or that can't be or whatever the case is without taking exactly. that yeah. tone and and you said that on instagram when your post like you you can control you have a choice you can control your tone you can control your rhetoric and in the last couple of years of my life, that's something I've been working on in all aspects of my life is tone, because you can always control the way mm -hmm. you, you respond to a situation. And, you know, what's happening I've seen right now is, you know, you posted a few days ago about not being afraid to change and grow. And, and you're living proof of that. You're, you're doing that as you're evolving stances you have. And I know for me, that's something I'm constantly trying to do where I'm growing, educating myself in all areas of life. And it can be intimidating because, you know, we were talking a lot yesterday about grace and I have a lot of grace. I need a lot of grace. And even from my twenties to thirties, I know I need more grace and I, and I give more and I'm not above reproach. Like my heart is wicked. The Bible says, so it says our hearts are wicked above all else and don't trust your heart. And I think it's super important to not be embarrassed for opinions and perspectives changing and evolving. And I think we as humans need to give grace to those who need it, who make mistakes, who don't agree with us, or who made a mistake and did something dumb in the past. And we were just talking before this about someone I mentioned that was like intimidated by posting something that's like, I don't want to say something wrong. I don't want to offend somebody. And I, I was telling you about the Mark Wahlberg story where he did something back in 1988. And I don't know his heart. I don't know how much he's changed or not changed, but now he's commenting on the death of George Floyd. And he's like, people are like, well, you're a racist. We don't want your comments. So I'm curious on, mm -hmm. on your perspective of first changing and evolving your perspective, which it sounds like you're actively doing a lot of, and also being understanding of others when they change their perspective and evolve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think my answer answers this question and uh, the first question as to how do we, you know, begin to close the, the divide. Um, and it's, that we have to approach every everything. We have to approach our own um, our own research, other people that are either actively working to change or or not or yeah. not. Um, yeah. We have to approach them with love, compassion, grace. Um, you know, just all of the things that that are recommended in the Bible and that Jesus' yeah. life exemplified. Um, and I actually personally am not a Christian, and um, there's just other spiritual texts that I prefer. And but but like Jesus is. Jesus, the life of Jesus Christ to me is the thing that we need the most right now as an example because yeah. we have yeah. there's no other option. We have no more room for hate, for react, for reactiveness. Um, of course, people are angry, and that's not something I'm not telling people don't be angry because it's a natural emotion, and I think you should let that um, you should let it flow so it doesn't build because I think a lot of what's happened is black people have not been heard for decades. And this anger has been building and building and building and building without release. And now it's like the gas gets blown. So, yeah. so, um, 
but to get back to the original point, like we have to approach everything with compassion and understanding. So if Mark Wahlberg changes his view on racism, I'm like, thanks, bro. Even if it's just a, there is a lot of virtue signaling, but someone in that position, even if that's virtue signaling, I'm okay with that because it's going to set an example for other people to at least reconsider. And it's actually a great example if he at one point in his life was racist and made a true change. That's an example for people because one of the things I've noticed the most, um, and I would say maybe even especially in the wrestling community, is a lot of people don't know the racists because they have listened to the people older than them for a long time and they don't have outer perspectives that they don't have people of color in their life. They just don't. Um, And so I have a lot of empathy for people like that because they have no clue. Um, And if they've heard their whole lives, no ghetto people want to stay ghetto because they uh, they're choosing this and this is not the other. It's like they literally do not know about the the issue of systemic oppression and of systemic racism. Um, That's, not it, it's recent it's it's 1950s it's not that long ago um that things like redlining you know it's just the way that the country developed and a lot of people don't know that and um so i don't condemn them for 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 their lack of education over this um and it's like truly like they know not what they do yeah. so i think yeah. when people can can approach every single piece of this with compassion, um, people trying to change, people also people not trying to change. I have compassion for people that are not trying to change at all because, again, in my opinion, they don't know what they do. They just, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't think their hatred, if someone truly has a deep hatred for black people or for colored people or, or for any people or if a black person has a deep hatred for white people, Personally, my belief is that it didn't start with them. They didn't yeah. wake up on their third birthday and be like, I hate those people over right. there. Yep. I think yep. it's something that's been through their lineage and it's it's just, it, it's more than that. Yeah. So it's yep. easy to have compassion when you think about it like that. Yeah, and, and that's why it's like, it, it's again, it's intimidating. Like we were, we were talking offline about the fact that, you know, if somebody wants to change or one of the things we were talking about was you start to shoot yourself in the foot if you take the approach of, well, now you're doing that because someone called you out. And it's like, but who cares? Isn't that the point of you calling somebody out? If they change, if they do this, if they do that now, because again, what like you said with Mark Wahlberg, if it's virtue signaling, it's still a step in the right direction. I don't agree with virtue signaling from the standpoint of like peer pressure because I don't like bullying and I don't like people doing things um from a false standpoint, just to do it and check the box. Because that's not change. If you're a company and you post a black square because you think you're going to get bullied, but come Wednesday, you're like, all right, thank God, let's move on. That's not right. And I think people need to be to, to not be ashamed of their past. Like I've made my mistakes and I've been embarrassed by mistakes. And I know that now moving forward, it's, it's not only free me, because when you make mistakes and you realize you're not perfect, it certainly helps you a lot more accept grace from other people and, and it helps you acknowledge mistakes faster. Once you start making yeah. mistakes, you take accountability for it. The next time you make a mistake, you fall on your sword. It's a lot easier. And, you know, speaking to the side of understanding, I tweeted a few days ago and I saw you retweeted it. 
that, you know, Jesus commanded us to love our neighbors. And he didn't say after, unless you disagree with them. He said, this is a commandment. And along those lines, you tweeted something similar saying, root your responses in love, compassion, acceptance, and understanding. It takes discipline, but it's doable. And you said, reactive ill speech breeds more hate and violence. Stop. And I, and I agree with that. I think that's biblical. But I'm curious where you developed that approach to learn to respond in love and what it's done for you in areas of your life, whether it's fighting racism in the wrestling world, now in business. What has that response of love done for you and how has it helped you so that if somebody else is contemplating, because you see a lot of it, you see a lot of like, I want to get this person. I saw it with all the Scrap Life stuff unfolding yesterday. They were a client of mine and people were digging to see, is he still affiliated? What's his relationship? Like, time out. Is this truly about trying to see what someone's heart is? Or is this about trying to exploit a situation? And I think you've done such a great job of responding in love to people. And I'm curious for somebody who maybe isn't doing that and their heart's not in the right place. And we also talked about, you know, not everybody's job is to hold somebody accountable or to change them. Everybody has different roles. But from your perspective, how has that that shape of response helped you? Yeah, for sure. I guess the first thing I'll say is um, we have to allow ourselves to change. And I think people kind of post that like, like, hey, you got to let yourself change. <laughs> but we also yeah. have to allow other people to change. And um, and actually, if someone is making an effort to change and we're holding them to their past, the only person that if, if say to say I were doing that, Mark Wahlberg is changing. And I'm like, no, you're not changing. The yeah. only person that's not changing in that situation is me. So it's a... Um, it's a it's a level of self-reflection and and discipline in self-reflection across all across all instances. Um, and I think how it's helped me is it just makes everything so much easier. Like I and it, like it, like I said in that post, um, it's a discipline. It's it's reminding yourself every literally every hour of every day until it's the way you respond. And luckily, I started this discipline years ago, so it's not like I'm just trying to do it today, uh, which. A lot of people are going to have to if we want our world to get any bit better because, like I mentioned as well in that tweet, like hate only breeds more hate. So we, yeah. it's just yeah. going to continue if we if we keep responding to each other and treating each other like this. Um, but the way that it's helped me, like it's, it makes everything easier. I I don't respond in anger anymore. Um, and it's not even to say I don't get angry. It's that I don't respond in anger. So if I get angry, I sit with it and I reflect. And I then have time to consider. So, for example, like someone, um, someone, someone went off on me for using the term systemic racism in my post, which is a justified term. It's like it's a it's a term that is used to yeah. describe the yeah. history of our country and how everything developed, right? But uh, I think if I didn't start practicing this discipline of taking time to respond, not react, that would have been upsetting, right? Like, how can you say? It? How could you say that this blah, 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 blah. But actually when I had time to breathe and review, like, okay, this person thinks this for a reason, so let me um, investigate further and let me review my what the things that I've said and see where I can, and it actually allowed me to back my own points up further and it allowed me to understand deeper um, the, whole, the whole issue and research it more. So there's just, I think there's so much value that comes in responding over reacting and reacting and, and responding with compassion um, for the individual that is doing all that, like it's for your yeah. own heart. And in addition to, um, 
in addition to the rest of the world, like it's helping the world because you're one less degree of hate being added. But for yourself, too, you can't let your heart go dark over these issues because no one's going to make it out alive. Talking about being the change you want to be, which is what you're living out. You're living out that that mantra of I'm not going to expect you to change and ask me questions and learn and grow if I'm not being even willing to respond to you in love. So I, I think that's a super important thing for everybody listening to understand. And because this audience does have a it's predominantly wrestling fans and wrestlers, what would you say to the wrestling community about racism? Is there anything that you think the wrestling community needs to do or can do specifically to help? I know we talked about education and love and compassion. Is there anything specific to wrestlers and wrestling fans that you think will help fight racism? I feel like my, my answers are like a, a bit fluffy in a way, but I do feel like it's what people need to do. People need to listen to each other um, instead yeah. of instead of, you know, shouting in anger and also just forming opinions when you don't know what you're talking about. And I, I've done the same thing. So and then I realized I'm like, whoa, I actually have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. So I don't have room to form an opinion on this. And just because I heard something, somebody say something like like defund the police. It's a phrase. Right. And uh a lot of people form an opinion immediately, having no idea what this movement is about. So it's like we need to listen and understand. Um, and then, I mean, action steps. It's 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 just. I guess I feel uncomfortable telling people what to do because yeah. uh, because it's a personal it's a personal decision. Do you wanna do you wanna help these organizations that are that are working towards um, you know closing the divide and systemic problems by by signing the petitions by helping with funding them? Um, it's it's a, a personal choice, but I think the one thing that's not non-negotiable is listening to each other, education, and responding with compassion. Um, and then from there, you'll find the right path as to where you um, are kind of meant to take action in this in this active fight against racism. Yeah, and I think I've learned that in helping people, a lot of times people aren't going to ask for help until you you ask them. There's been things that I've helped people with that they would have never asked me for certain things and, and not with racism, just with other things in general, with life and business and w within the, the Christian world of ministry that people need help with. They didn't ask until I said, hey, how can I help you do this? So mm -hmm. anybody listening that wants to get involved, I would encourage you to ask somebody and, and listen, if somebody's not approachable, move on to the next person. If somebody looks mean and you're afraid they're going to respond to you hastily, like, First of all, make sure you're approaching them in love, but go to someone like Victoria who's receiving people and not being judgmental. I think that'd be a, a huge thing. So any other words I, on, that? on that point? I guess I'll make a, I, I actually wouldn't agree with that, um, especially because like my inbox is full of people asking, like, what do we do? Sure. And I'm like, again, like, I don't have the answer to what you can do but outside of educate listen and then find your path because there are people there there are organizations that have done been, been at this for decades yeah. i have not been at this for decades and and your like local black friend your your best black friend is maybe very upset and has maybe been experiencing racism their whole life and don't necessarily want to be answering the question of like what every person should do. Sure. Um, so I think a better solution uh, is to go, like I said, to to the organizations that are working really hard and have been working hard for years and years and years um, to, to because they have easy, easy posts. Go to their Instagram, immediate, you'll see a bunch of action steps you can take, um, a bunch of people reposting these, these actionable steps. And that's why it's important to follow 
like Black Lives Matter and, and different organizations just because they, they'll tell you what to do. They have, a, they have a good grip on it. And and the other thing is you don't have to agree with every single thing that this organization has ever said. Or um, if you choose a different organization, there's plenty that are, that are working hard at uh, solving these issues. And for me, it's like I think people have thought like, Oh, you reposted this? You agree with everything this person's ever said? And like that's not yeah, that's not yeah. it. Uh, you can yeah, follow yeah. people in order to get a better perspective and understanding, and then make a decision, an yeah. educated, yeah. rational, um, contemplated decision. And you can take golden nuggets from it. Like you said, you're not a Christian, but you retweet a tweet of mine that has to do with something Jesus said because you mm-hmm. like the message. It's not that you might agree with every single thing, but you you can take golden nuggets out of something, pull application out of something. So I'm glad you corrected me on that one. That, yeah, that makes okay. sense. That, oh, got my, bug. He's like, oh, yeah. My, <laughs> my, my DMs have never exploded, so I don't know what that's like. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, we're all and I, I think in the beginning of this, I was like, send me your questions. And now I'm like, oh, my God, don't send yeah. me your questions. Yeah. So I've been changed over the course of, I mean, seven days, really. Yeah, and you should really go to your friends too first. Like, I feel like it's easier to go to a celebrity or somebody with a big following because it's almost like an in to say something. Like, it's almost like if you weren't would, wouldn't typically respond to someone, they might think it's an in. Well, should maybe she'll respond to me if it's a good cause. That's a good point. But even my own friends that were like we're close friends, I'm like, guys, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and yeah. I am emotional over this. So yeah. um, it's like I, I just suggest that people, you know, do their best to do their research because yeah. that's going to get a person further anyway. Like I'm sharing information as I have it, but it doesn't mean that I I, I don't know everything about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Sure. All right. Well, before we move on to the business side of things, any last words on the racism side of things? Um, I suppose I just really want to reiterate that it's not optional to respond to people with compassion and to to listen with compassion. It's a it's an absolute necessity, and it's a, like I said as well, it's a discipline. You only do what you practice. So if you practice responding every day, angry, upset, you don't give yourself time to think things through. You're going to keep doing that, and it's going to keep adding fuel to the fire, fuel to the fire of this whole outrageous situation. Um, and I think that's the one thing everyone can agree on that we want the madness to stop you know so so realize that you have to practice and and do it as much as you can and by the way i just remember what i couldn't remember what What i was gonna say is do you know who gary v is yeah yeah Uh so i met him and i asked him a question and i was thinking all day because i'm a marketing guy he's a marketing guy and I wanted to ask him a marketing question about business. And when I finally met him, I said, it's just right, literally right before I started talking to him, I said, Gary, I got to ask you something. You have this amazing perspective that if the nine closest people to you are healthy, you're happy. And it keeps everything in perspective. And I'm trying to do that. Like if my wife is healthy and I'm healthy and I think about that, I'm so happy. It puts everything in perspective. But a minute later, I'm back to like, okay, now that everything's fine and everybody's healthy. And I asked him, and he goes, well, how many times did you think about that three years ago? And he he literally said zero. And I go, correct. And he goes, now how many times do you think about it? I go, I don't know, one or two times, maybe a day, a week, whatever. And he's like, it takes practice. I practiced it for 10, 20 years. So it's not easy. It's something that does take practice and responding to people and, and monitoring your tone and rhetoric 
and 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 having compassion for what you're reading and not getting angry and just and responding in anger that's the absolute worst thing you can do yeah and just a really quick point with that like you don't have to agree with everything that you read like it's just like yeah. you, sorry you don't agree with it but you also don't have to take a position on it so it's like i've, I've trained myself to be able to read something and not be up in arms on one side or the other. Like, okay, this is just further information for me to file and gain understanding. So yeah. it's like, you don't have yeah. to take a position that second. <laughs> yeah, for sure. sure. All right, on to the second half of the podcast. You recently launched a company called Free Flow and Gusto, which by the way, I actually have a client named Free Flow. <laughs> I didn't know if you know that. They, Maybe they should be a brand ambassador. <laughs> they're, they're called Free Flow Technologies. They make, um, I guess, high-end like paintball guns. Oh. Really, really niche um, company that has a like a cult following within the paintball world, and they revived it after like ten years. Super, super cool. But either way, I, I was cracking up when I saw the name of the company. I'm like, that's so, so, so cool. But so free flow and gusto. Why did you start this company? There are a bunch of reasons, um, but I guess I'll start with the three main reasons. Um, the first being, actually, in no particular order, they're all equally as important. Uh, the first being that I wanted to sponsor myself. Um, just you know, the Olympics got moved by a year, so that extended at, from the, at the point that it got moved. That's a year and a half of extra or of funding that I I need. Um, yeah. to support my dream and to achieve my ultimate goal of becoming Olympic champion. And I just realized like, oh, okay. So I, so I had sponsorship and funding up to the Olympic team trials. Then my plan was make the Olympic team and then, you know, more will come from there. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, if I reach out to sponsors again, that's a lump sum of money that will then be gone at a point. And it's just like, I don't want to continue to do that. And I think, um, Wrestle. Everybody needs to think about their life after sport, of course. Yeah. So yeah. I've always seen myself as a person that isn't going to work for somebody else. Um, and we were just gifted with two, three months of, of uninterrupted time. <laughs> <laughs> no wrestling mats up here. So. And no excuses for all the people that are like, if I only had time, I would do this. Isn't yeah, that liar? Yeah. You didn't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was like, okay, if I see this for my future, I have more time right now than I'll ever have in my entire life, so let me use this properly. And then reason number two is that, I mean, <laughs> it seems to be, I don't know what's going on with COVID, <laughs> but a lot of places are still quarantined. And, and just um, just seeing and realizing how tough quarantine was for people, it's just so unnatural to a human being to be inside inside all the time. I've been quarantined alone the whole time because I live alone. Um, and, and just wanting to do something to help, anything to help. I didn't know that it, at the time I didn't know it would, it would be a product. Um, I was like, man, I need to do something. And I started, again, I have a bunch of time, so I, I need to figure out a way to help. And then I just kind of realized if I could marry these two, um, these two goals of sponsoring myself and helping the world in this time of, of need and chaos and just craziness, then that would be what I'm really after. Um, and then I, so this product really does that. It does it really well. So that was, that was it pretty much. Um, and then lastly, and maybe this would be maybe the number one is that I really wanted to set an example for other wrestlers, other athletes, and just people in general that you truly can do anything. You have the ability within you and especially, um, in the day and age that we live in. So 
to do anything, to figure anything out. There's a course on everything. There's You don't even have to leave your apartment. There's an e-course on any, everything. You don't have to go to the library. Um, everything yeah, exists, yeah. you know? And But I, I realized, I'm like, oh, I can't just preach on it unless I've done it myself. So in a big way, my push to keep going through all the obstacles, the countless obstacles, was because I was like, I have to set this example for other people because uh, I, I don't like my life being controlled by anybody else but me, and I see it for other people, and I'm like, man, this there, there's another way. I know there's another way. <laughs> yeah, and I've texted you this and probably DM'd you this, but you're an absolute rock star because you you did not you not only followed through with ambition and and with what you said you wanted to do. I'm in marketing. I own a marketing company called Bash Solutions for 12 years. We build websites for people who don't do what you just did, and you designed your logo, you built the website, you manufactured the product. I let, I guess let's start for a second with the product because I had asked you and I was wrong on this. Like I, I fitness equipment is, is kind of a crowded space. And I said, there had to be a reason for, for the fitness bands because I, I've never worked out with them. One time at the gym, I did like a, a bicep curl with them. But <laughs> I'm like a dumbbell kind of guy. And I, I just, I'm like, same thing over and over and over. So I'm excited for them. Well, I, I think I told you this when I bought them. I told my wife, I'm like, hey, by the way, I, I bought these these fitness bands for us. And she cut me off. She's like, Victoria's? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because she starts following people after they come on the podcast. So she's been following you. She saw them. She's like, I was going to tell you to get those. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't know what to do with them. I'm not used to that kind of workout. But going back to why you, you launched a fitness band product, what was it that landed you that specific idea I guess it was, a, it was a combination of factors because I of course was researching um oh, oh well not of course <laughs> you don't know this <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, so I was trying to figure out how to, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to make money during this situation because I think when there's um when there's obstacle there's opportunity yep. and so I my, my first idea was the stock market I was like okay the, apparently the stock market I've bad. been doing it the last couple of weeks it's been it's been fun it is. The, is it? I'm addicted. My the uh, one of my clients is a good friend of mine. He he does some financial stuff for me. Every morning I text him at like nine twenty five and uh. like five minutes to the opening bell. And he's like, "You got a problem?" <laughs> I'm happy you're enjoying it so much. Cause, oh, it's so fun. That was my initial idea. I was like, yep. "Okay, I know there's opportunity right now." Um, you know, I know I don't want to just have to, uh, I guess another, another reason was that, um, just knowing how badly so many businesses are suffering. I was like, I don't want to reach out to, to businesses for sponsorship. I just don't, because yeah. I don't know how they're surviving this thing. It just feels like a very inappropriate time to reach out for sponsorship. So, so with the stock market was my first idea. And after 48 hours of watching a bunch of YouTube videos and downloading all the apps, I was like, this is a guaranteed way for me to lose money because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, let me try something else. So then I started, then I saw an ad for a course on drop shipping. And then I was like, okay, let me just start to research what this is. And then that's how I arrived at, okay, just e-commerce in general, selling yeah. a product online. Yeah. It seems because also stocks, um, I know there's different ways to go about trading and, and all of it. And I don't, I don't understand it. That's why I stopped. <laughs> but I was like, okay, one thing I don't want to do is, have to wake up and you know and watch these stocks that that doesn't feel like the freedom that I'm after and like my company is called free flow and gusto like the the utmost important thing to me in my life 
um, is the element of freedom. That's what makes me feel alive. That makes me, what makes me just enjoy what I'm doing all the time. So like, okay, uh, this, this e-commerce thing seems cool because then I, I can just sell something and be, let it, let it run. Yeah. So, yeah. so then it's just the element of product research. What is selling well? What, what do people need right now? And then that's, you know, when the element of, of people need at home fitness, <laughs> at home fitness products right now. And it's that I love the bands because it's a product that continues on way past COVID with, you know, it just, it's really valuable for any wrestler. It's so easy to travel with all the time. We go to camps overseas. I'm at a camp overseas for two weeks and have zero access to a gym. But I always have access to a door, and the system yeah. works with yeah. the door. So, so putting all things together, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And and then I realized how terrible of quality um, the other. Because this band is sold all over the internet, and if someone buys this product from me, I'm positive that you will then get begin to receive ad after ad and start seeing these ads on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, yeah. uh, because that's just how the internet works. And um, but the, a lot of the the products being sold on those ads are. A really poor quality material, poor quality carabiners, a bunch of different things, and I was like, "There's no way I can sell this." That other people, what other people are selling to a wrestler, because they'll snap it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. What do you think what do you- so far has been the hardest part of launching this company? <laughs> Someone else asked me this question, and I thought it through, and I can't even rank any obstacle over another because I had absolutely no no idea what I was doing the entire time. So it was equally as frustrating to try to source a product and have to communicate with these traders, shipping agents, start to understand the structure of, of trading companies versus manufacturers and all these things that I had no idea about. And like, okay, I'm wire this person money. I, I hope they deliver the product. <laughs> and uh, was, and that, that part was equally as like terrifying and confusing as just trying to build the website from scratch and having no idea what I was doing. Did you build a Shopify and site? The retirement, it's a Shopify site, yeah. yeah, yeah. So which is really a great platform for anybody that doesn't yeah. know what they're doing. A lot is yeah. there, but even still, there have been multiple times where I'm like, literally crying and clicking I've been and not there. knowing and, and just, <laughs> the next click achieves what I want, but I, it's not. So I just keep clicking. Yeah. But I think it's the, to answer, so to answer the question, like it's all been very, very difficult, but nothing was inachievable or, you know, and, uh, and I think that's what we learned in wrestling. You, you have to get back up more times than you go down and that's just it. Um, and there's no, there's just no stop and there's no, there's no lack of fight, you know, and when yeah. you can yeah. decide from the beginning that I'm going to succeed in this, um, that that's what it is. <laughs> and maybe it's an easier question. Maybe it's a harder question, but what do you think has been the best part so far? That's a good question. Too. It, it uh, seems from it, my perspective it, that you getting the orders and the support has just blessed you tenfold. Like, I saw you that day you launched it and the orders coming in. I was loving your reactions. It was like, so from an outward standpoint, that looks like one of the best features was getting the orders and seeing like the trust I've launched products before and to get the trust of the community and the support of the community. It makes those moments where you're crying, not knowing if the website's going to do what you want. Kind of worth, kind of worth it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's definitely one of the, the bigger, the bigger, um, uh, wins in the whole situation is yeah. yeah like people are purchasing like like an overwhelming amount in the first 24 hours i was like 
literally this is the best thing ever um and then secondly knowing that i researched this product i have i have so many bands that i don't want at my house <laughs> because i've i've tested so many samples and really tried to make sure i was providing the best quality i could um and and so knowing that okay all these people made these orders and i'm actually giving something they can them something they yeah. can use yeah. it's like it makes me so happy um and then i guess the really probably the thing that's most dear to my heart is just knowing that I I did it. Like I got through yeah. the building the website. It's functional. People can get, go there. And a lot of people have really complimented the functionality of the site. And I'm like, I did that. I made that thing. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and so it's just like the feeling of finally achieving it and knowing that all of your struggle resulted in your end goal, um, which really is just my, like I did it. <laughs> And by the way, have you started selling shirts yet? Because you 100% need to. Um, yeah, there's there's a whole line of apparel on the website. Perfect. Mm, which, which I'd like to just real quick speak to. There's so many ways that the world is set up for you to not have to carry inventory in your home. So so um, print on demand. Any, literally anyone could make a clothing line in hours on a Sunday and, and put it up yeah. on the internet. So it's just like everything's available to everyone if you have a, the internet. <laughs> Yeah, and for everybody listening, the website is freeflowgusto.com, and I'm going to link it up everywhere so anybody listening can find it. And, you know, have you thought of, have you thought of like what you want to do next with the company? It's like, do you know the next product? Do you know like where you want to take it? So I have a ton of different products that um, I, I want to introduce people to, but, and, and actually everything was on the website to start. I had maybe 15 other products on the website. Um, and then I, I pulled everything because I realized I have, I have to just focus on one thing at a time and it would be too much. And I don't want to provide anything that isn't the highest quality that I can personally find. Um, so there are other products that I, I'd like to add and I'd like to add more education to the, to the site. So people, Please, um, training like, videos, how to, how to use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the training videos, which is where I, it's, it's so funny. That's where I was headed until, you know. Yeah. George Floyd was murdered, and now this is obviously taken way more precedence as it should. Um, and but yeah, with that, it's someone someone messaged me and was like, "Remember when you were a business owner selling bands? That seems yeah. like a decade ago." And it really yeah. does in some ways. I'm, I'm so appreciative of like Flow Wrestling and just people that have kind of picked up the the marketing stuff because I've done zero marketing because it's yeah. just not doesn't feel like the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna take care of some of that because we're gonna we're gonna post that up. We're gonna post some graphics, some links. I'm gonna have to buy a hoodie. I I was on the site and maybe I was just I I must have missed the apparel, but th that's always a great thing to do is when you're selling it and then running a sale even like saying hey if you buy a band you can get twenty dollars off, ten dollars off a hoodie, a t-shirt, whatever, and trying to spread the brand awareness. But all right, so you know last thing here about this brand. Why should people buy these bands? You've kind of said it, like you've tested other bands. Why should people buy Free Flow and Gusto bands? So the one thing that you may or may not be able to tell from any other company is what the bands are made of. So my bands are always sourced from natural rubber latex. Um, and so and latex has 60% further stretch capacity than what a lot of bands being sold on the internet are made from, which is a synthetic material called TPE. Um, and TPE, it just isn't meant for what a wrestler might be doing with these bands, which is, yeah. you know, take, trying to blast through a shot. And 
that alone is a huge reason because you just it, it, you've seen plenty of videos where brands snap on people, which natural latex has the ability to do that after you know 10, 10 years, and um, because it is it it is biodegradable, so it'll begin to break down over time. Sure, but sure. Uh, the product is just a superior product in that way, and then the carabiners too. A lot of the a lot of these companies online are literally putting a picture of a product that is different from the product that they ship to you. Welcome to um, Amazon. Yeah. It's, yeah. And on Amazon too, which I think people automatically think they have, they can trust Amazon. But that's another thing that I would just recommend to any consumer is make sure you're checking the reviews properly because just because a, a product has 4.6 stars, which I'm thinking of a specific product in particular that was marketed <laughs> as these vans. Yeah. Um, all those reviews are from 2018 and earlier. And then these four people are ordering from this company, this faceless company, that it takes them two months to get their bands. Once they get them, the carabiner quality is extremely poor. They're like, oh, this, is, this isn't even safe for me to use. They're, they're made from TPE. They're all these other things. So there's differences in the length of the bands. There's differences in the extra accessories included. So the number one reason I would say is trust. You, you know, you can trust yeah. me. And if, if there's anything defective, yeah. unfortunately, I had one one pair of ankle straps that just were like stringy so i sent the girl another set (laughs) and but uh overall you can you can trust me and and that i'll respond to your emails and that i'm not a company that's banking on sending you something in two months and then you're going to at that point be so over it that you don't try to return it to me like it's not what i'm trying to do to people yeah yeah um there's one other thing i wanted to say I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to both of us now in this episode, so it must just be the theme. But so yes, everybody listen. And uh, the reason I wanted them is, you know, as I start to build out this home gym and have stuff, they're very versatile. You can do a lot of different workouts. Like I watched the video you and Reese posted, or Reese did. I think you posted. He posted it. But like seeing how many different things and watching uh, you post, like I think it was like a girl on her balcony taking shots and doing stuff. Like they're, it's so versatile. Yeah, yeah. It's anybody looking. So and by the way, there's so much stuff sold out right now. So if you need a good workout, go buy these bands. Like, <laughs> just go buy them. That too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, so many things are sold out. But I forgot to mention the versatility note. I literally discover a new way to use them daily, and I've had them for two months. And there's just so many things you can do with them, and so many ways to be creative. Um, and I remember the other thing I wanted to say. It's, it's. I mean, it's related, but a bit, I guess it just sums up the whole of the first half of the conversation and now on to Free Flow and Gusto is that um, what I've been really, really like, it was really touched my heart is how, like I said, people have kind of picked up the slack where I've been focusing on what I believe is the most important thing in the world right now, um, which is fighting for the injustices that people are experiencing. And I've completely lost focus on the business or, you know, chosen to divert my focus and when you stand up for basically what's right and what you believe is right in from a place of love and compassion, the the you get taken care of. And and that's happened. I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in the lives of other wrestlers and just other people. And a great example would be Anthony Ashnall. Um, after the whole thing that happened with Scrap Life, he immediately decided to terminate his relationship with them and Immediately after that, uh, Daniel Cormier says, "Please, like, great job, young man. Please let me know what you were what you were getting paid because I'll I'll meet that. I don't want you to lose anything." And I think it can be really, really scary to stand up for what you truly believe in your heart, especially when you don't know how it's going to be received. 
the people closest to you might think completely different. Your parents might think different. Your siblings might think differently than you do. But you think that way for a reason. And as long as you're operating from a seat of love and as long as you're operating from a seat of compassion, you're going to be supported. You're going to be supported by other people. Maybe it won't be the people that you would hope for, but other people will support you. And God will support you. And, you know, whatever your higher power is, it's all we're, we're all meant to live lives based in love and, um, you know, let that be our, our, our root. So when you act in love, even if it's something that's scary for you, you'll be supported. And I think just those business examples are really good examples. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, Victoria, thank you for coming back on the podcast. Everybody listening, go follow Victoria. She posts a lot of content. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have her on here. She She's not someone that's just posting or reposting something just because it's popular. She's posting something and she's doing the research to understand and she's having open dialogue. So if you're curious about the conversation of racism and Soon here, I'm, I'm sure the business post will start to pick back up. So if you're interested in starting a business and you want to watch someone do it in real time, like go follow Victoria, go buy a set of bands, buy a hoodie. I'm buying a hoodie as soon as we get off this call. Okay. And, and, you know, if you, if you guys have questions, if there's anything I can do, if there's anything anybody can do, don't blow up Victoria. She's already getting enough DMs. But just just reach out and, and we'll do our best. So, Victoria, thank you. Anything else you got for us before we get off the call? Um, I guess just on that note, I do really appreciate when people comment because then it's an example for everyone to open up conversation and, yeah. you know, see where people are at. I think people get nervous to comment, but don't be nervous. I feel like my Instagram itself has truly developed into a safe space for people to share their ideas on yeah. both sides of things. Um, so I do really appreciate when people comment, but like direct messages get very overwhelming. <laughs> um, and uh, just uh, on the free flow and gusto note, please also follow at free flow gusto on Instagram because uh, my sisters and I are doing our best to use that as, I mean, to, to promote the bands and also just, um, just upload inspiring content, inspiring quotes, stuff like that. And tag free flow. If you are doing a workout yeah. with the bands, buy the bands. And then when you get them, tag them. They're going to probably reshare them. They'll probably use it. So you'll get a little bit of exposure. And it only helps them not only grow the product more and more because other people get to see it, but it also is just refreshing as a business owner to see the the fruit of your labor. So buy the bands, follow yeah, them, tag them, mm -hmm. please. <laughs> so, all right. Thank awesome. You. Victoria, you are a rock star. We will talk soon. Thank you for your time once again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at JBash on Instagram and at JustinJBash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.